Hey, Slingers, we're talking authors marketing their books through BookBub, so stick around. Hey, how you doing on money? I know it's a touchy subject, but uh, I got something that may help you out. See, I'm using an app called Acorns. It helps me manage some investing, uh, put some money back, get a little interest. It's kind of nice to watch my money grow. So I want to share that with you. Go to kevintumlinson.com slash acorns and you'll get some free money. See you there. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand. Write your book. Redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tumlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Well, hey there, stranger. This is Kevin Tumlinson, the Word Slinger, and you have probably been wondering where the heck I've been uh, for more than two months now, and... Uh, I can't blame you. Uh, so you may have heard there was a little uh, little crisis come down the way, uh, some sort of worldwide pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I hope everybody's okay. I I um I know this is a scary time for everybody. You hear this all the time, so I I don't want to harp on the uh, pandemic stuff. I'm I don't want this to become an episode about that at all because I feel like we get enough of that enough. Uh, coverage of that everywhere else, literally everywhere else. So, uh, other than just saying that that's one of the reasons why um, I have been delayed in producing the show, uh, I don't really want to go into any more about it. But there was a series of events. I'm just going to break it down for you, and then we're going to get to the really important stuff, which is my interview with uh, Carlin Robinson Robertson uh, from BookBub, which I'm sure everybody wants to hear. I figure if you're going to come back, come back strong. <laughs> so, um, the succession of things that happened. Last time we talked, uh, I was going to attend the uh, San Francisco Writers Conference in February, which I did. Uh, between that and some other conferences and a couple of other things that were happening, uh, I, I did say I was going to take a, t- a little bit of time off from the show so that I could handle all that. Well, I went to the uh, conference. It went very well. And I got sick. <laughs> Uh, and some of you may know where this is going. So I came home and, uh, basically I, I I can't, I have not yet been able to get tested to verify this, but we strongly believe that I came down with, uh, the COVID-19 virus. Uh, if not, it was an incredibly, um, aggressive flu. Um, so I'm willing to accept that that may have been it. And, uh, until I can get tested, there's no way to prove otherwise, but, we, uh, my wife and I both ended up coming down with it. It hit me harder than her, which tends to make a little bit of sense considering some of what we do know about the virus that it, you know, I have a, a congenital heart defect, uh, which I found out a lot more about over the course of this break, by the way, uh, which is another reason <laughs> things got delayed. But basically, uh, I got sick for nearly a month, um, uh, starting in February and into March, then in March, uh, workload really amped up at Draft Digital with some video walkthroughs that I had to do for. I had to produce about 20 plus videos for the relaunch of the Draft Digital website. If you haven't been there since uh, in a while, uh, go check it out. There, we've got a whole new path now for going direct to print, uh, so you don't have to actually publish a an ebook to go to print now. So 
if you're in the DDD print beta, that's that's going to be big for you, and you can get into the beta, and we are we have relaunched it and are now onboarding people regularly again. So check that out. It's uh, it's an incredible. I I love DDD print. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. Um, so uh, and and I'll talk about that another time. But uh, okay, so that happened. Uh, but in March, we were also having to pack and get ready to move. Now I'd been delayed a month on that. That was part of why I was taking a break from the show, because I knew we were going to have to pack up our apartment uh, to get ready to move into the camper full time, <laughs> which was supposed to happen. We were out of the apartment officially on uh, April 6th, uh, so I had a very short window of time at that point uh, to pack everything up. I just did not have time to produce anything more than those videos, and even those videos... Um, were kind of a burden actually, <laughs> but I got it all done. Uh, and then, uh, then came April, and uh, you know it was upon us before we knew it, and we had to really push. Uh, but in the meantime, in there, uh, the, the pandemic broke out, and a lot of things became restricted, and so we actually had to pack and move. You know, packing the stuff we knew we'd have to do ourselves, but we actually had to move everything. Uh, with no help <laughs> because of social isolation. Um, and we did. And that included taking furniture down to my mother in uh, about 50 miles south of us. Um, my brother uh, was there and she was there and uh, we made them all stand back, uh, you know, keep away from us the whole time. Um, we had to wipe everything down. We had to, you know, there was a lot of precautions that we took because she's, she's, in her, you know, mid to late sixties, and my brother has had poor health, so we were kind of trying to keep them from exposure as much as we possibly could, um, just in case. And uh, you know, we had to move all that stuff, you know, that fifty miles there, <laughs> unload it, move, uh, drive back, had another load of things that were going to uh, my wife's brother, and you know, so it, that's the way that first weekend went. Like it was just. A succession of uh, the two of us by ourselves moving uh, quite a bit of stuff. We have far too much stuff. <laughs> we crammed one full large um, storage unit, just crammed it full. And uh, then we had to rent a smaller storage unit for the things that we knew we would need to be able to access once we start getting on the road again. So there's all that. And uh, we are not in the camper yet. Um, We've been getting it ready, but we basically are bunking down with her parents um, while we wait out the the apocalypse, basically. <laughs> so, so um, I'm only now at a point where I can start working on the show again. I've been doing a lot of other things in the meantime, easier things really, uh, less production time on my shoulders. Like we we've started doing a daily. Uh, DDD Spotlight, and if you haven't tuned into that, you can catch it on the Draft to Digital uh, page on uh, Facebook and the and on uh, YouTube, our channel on YouTube. Um, we're doing one a day right now, every weekday uh, at noon central, uh, and they do get recorded and left on the YouTube channel, so you can pop over there and find it. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, we we finally broke a thousand subscribers on that, and I am doing something to up my subscriber count on my personal YouTube channel 
which is uh, if you search for Kevin Tomlinson, you should find it. It's youtube.com slash C slash Kevin Tomlinson, I think is how they do that. Um, but I have started something I call the Kevin Show, and it's really, it's unscripted, un- no real uh, plan or plot for the thing. Uh, it does have, a, I think, a fairly high production value. I've actually went went to the trouble of producing the thing. Uh, but it's meant to just be a fun little, you know, 30 minutes with me. Sometimes there's a guest. Uh, last week I did a, um, I did a whole, uh, uh, I Googled stuff <laughs> with a live audience. Um, this week, which will have already happened by the time you hear this, but it's happening the day I'm recording this. I'm actually chatting with Michael Bunker. Uh, it's not about anything. It's not about our books per se, not about marketing, not about anything to do with uh, the author community. It's somewhat reader-facing at times, but it is actually just a chance to uh, distract yourself from everything that's going on in the world for 30 minutes once a week. So, The Kevin Show, and you can uh, you can check that out on my YouTube channel. Uh, search for Kevin Tomlinson on YouTube. You'll find me, I'm sure. Um, and there, I th- believe I have a link to that on the uh, on my website. Uh, believe I've got, I've been retooling things, so I'm a little uncertain as to what I went ahead and did and what I didn't. So <laughs> go, go over to kevintomlinson.com. Or you can also find it through wordslingerpodcast.com. So, whew. So that's where I've been, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, I've neglected all of you, but I, I had very good reasons. I'm glad to be back. I'm in good health. I've had multiple checkups now um, and multiple blood works taken. Had a little scare because we finally, after all these years, uh, since since 2010, uh, we have not known for sure what it was that caused the bradycardia that that forced me to have to get a pacemaker. Um, but now we know. And uh, it got a little scary, briefly. Uh, I've had some issues with my blood work that I've now uh, changed my lifestyle and rectified, thankfully. So... Um, it's all good. So, <laughs> but you didn't come here to hear all that. You came here. I'm hoping you uh, you came here with the full knowledge that I'm talking with uh, Carlin Robertson from BookBub, and we are going to jump right into that interview now because we're already like ten minutes in. Uh, but I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you're staying happy, healthy, and safe out there. And I'll uh, see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in, sticking around through what I am sure was a brilliantly posed uh, intro to the episode. Uh, and I've probably already mentioned who today's guest is, but just in case, I'm talking to Carlin Robinson. She is, among other things, oh, look at that. I popped right out of your bio, Carlin. Carlin is responsible for partner education on BookBub's partners team. Partners team. She's an Ah, I'm just going to wreck this whole intro, Carlin. Sorry. <laughs> She's an expert on BookBub's promotional tools and ensures that authors, publishers, and book marketers know how to use those tools to accomplish their marketing goals. And that is precisely why I know everybody is going to be really excited to hear from you, Carlin. So welcome to the Word Slinger podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. Super excited about it. Maybe not so much after the ineloquent intro that you got. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, maybe I would have one of those services. There's those services like Descript now where I can go back and correct all the flubs I made and just type mm-hmm. it out. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, thanks for being on. And we've been, I've been chasing you for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Had your mom on, which I don't think anybody realized it was your mom. And if, if 
if no one does, that means they didn't listen through to the end of the episode. But we're not going to tell them who she was and just make them go back and listen. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. I didn't catch what you chatted about at the end. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, that was a really good interview, actually. And I like uh, everything she's, she's doing. I got her book and I've been kind of reading through it. It's sort of one of those things where it's like if I, if for some reason my author and podcasting career just flops, I may go back to ghostwriting. Uh, mm -hmm. See, there's a hint, everyone. There's a clue. You go go find that episode. Uh, so, <laughs> you uh, you work with BookBub, and that is a name that I think most of my audience is going to be pretty familiar with. But just in case, why don't you give us a rundown of what BookBub is and what you guys do? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so, BookBub is a marketing platform for authors, publishers, anyone else who is trying to promote a book. Uh, and we are also a discovery site for readers. So we've got an audience of over 15 million readers right now signed up um, who are based across the US, UK, Canada, India, and Australia. And they come to BookBub to uh, find new books to read and to discover new authors to love. So uh, the main product that we have for authors and publishers and sort of the thing that we're really known for is that daily email that we send out with discounted books in uh, different genres. So readers let us know if they like to read um, thrillers, and then every day they would get an email with a discounted thriller uh, with links out to their retailer of choice. So BookBub's not selling any books ourselves, but we direct readers to get those deals wherever they're available. Um, so we started with that, that featured deals email, and that's kind of the thing. That's what they think about. But we have expanded to a ton of other discovery tools over the last couple of years. So we now have a complete ads platform that's designed exclusively for authors and book marketers to promote books to our audience. And those appear in dedicated spots in the emails and on our website. We've got uh, readers can hear when an author they follow releases a new book. Um, we have a weekly uh, email that highlights uh, featured new releases in every genre as well. Um, and authors can recommend books on the website uh, too. So it's a great way to interact with your readers, offer some personal recommendations of uh, books that you've loved. So a ton of different tools now, different ways for authors to be interacting with our audience of readers and get their books in front of those readers to drive more sales and find more fans. And uh, I mean, I have to add that over the years, it's, it's become pretty well known that a, a BookBub feature deal can make or break an author's career. Uh, so you guys hold a lot of sway in the uh, in the author community. <laughs> Maybe not break. We usually author. don't think of it Definitely quite so. Me. You made that sound very dire. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean. If I didn't mean for that to sound so, it doesn't break an author's career, but it can break you into the career a lot, a lot We've faster. Heard some incredible stories, yeah, of the the sales that people get from the feature deals and how that um, trickles over into sales of their other books. Uh, a lot of authors are getting full price books after they send out that discounted one. So yeah, we continue to be super excited about. Um, how incredibly useful that tool has been for so many authors. So that said, we want to jump right into this and just let's just get this elephant out of the room as, as quickly as possible. How the heck does someone get a guaranteed BookBub feature deal every single time they apply for one? Go! <laughs> <laughs> there are no such things as guarantees, not for right. any author. Um, yeah, so to get a feature deal, you submit a book to our editorial team. Um, we get an average of 300 submissions every day across mm -hmm. all of our categories. So it's really competitive to get selected to get a deal in that email because we've got only a limited number of spots in each category every day. Um, right. 
And we limit that schedule just to make sure that every time we do send out a book that it's going to get enough response from readers that we've kept it limited because um, we test everything every time we make a change to that email we always make sure it's not going to impact um, the experience for our readers or the experience for the authors and publishers who are promoting their books so yeah. we do keep a limited number of books in the email every day which means that we have to be particularly choosy about which books we feature so mm -hmm. Our editors, um, it's a team of real people who are reviewing every single submission, and every time it comes in, they're reviewing it fresh. And what they look for is uh, signals that a particular book is going to be a good fit for our audience. So they're looking at um, everything that a reader would use to assess whether or not they want to purchase a book on a retailer. So um, reader reviews, not just the total number of reviews, but what are readers actually saying about that book. Um, we know that not every book is going to be the uh, right cup of tea for every reader. So if someone gives a one-star review and just says, oh, I hated it, um, that might not matter to our editors as much as one-star reviews that say uh, there were typos on every page. That would be mm -hmm. a big red flag for us. Right. Um, but they're also looking for, if a reader mentions something that we know from uh, past deals that we've run, our readers in a particular genre really love, that can also be something that would uh, make us think that a book would be a good fit. If we identify something in it that um, readers who reviewed it really enjoyed that we know is something that will resonate with our audience as well. Um, of course, they're looking at the, the book description, the plot, what is the book actually about really makes a big difference. Um, in each of our genres, we uh, basically have figured out just from what our readers have clicked on and purchased in the past, what particular tropes they like, what kinds of subgenres they like within a larger genre like um, thrillers or contemporary romance. There are particular things that our unique audience of readers really respond well to and other things that they're not as interested in. So yeah. we always want to make sure that we're delivering them, book, delivering them the books that they want to read, want to purchase, and maybe not showing them ones that we think aren't going to be as much of a hit uh, with our particular group of readers that we've got getting the email every day. Now, is that, is that uh, data that you've gathered, is that proprietary? Like you, you don't share that with anybody or is that something that you guys share with uh, authors to help them fine tune? Yeah, that's a good question. So if an author uh, ran a feature deal with us and wrote in and asked for um, some data on that, we can share some of the data in terms of how readers responded to their particular deal. But uh, in terms of the overall data that we have on um, clicks on all of those deals, that's, we keep that to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and the, editor, the editors are uh, sifting through all of that data and using it to inform their decisions about the books that we're featuring. Yeah, yeah. See, that would be the really super useful bits. But, the, you know, getting some information is better than no information. I could mm -hmm. appreciate that. See, and I did yeah. not know that. I didn't know that we could ask you for something. I mean, oh, I yeah. never even attempted it. I would say anything that you're wondering about, always ask us. We've got a really wonderful team. Um, the email is partners at bookbub.com. Any questions, we love to hear them. There might be some things that we can't answer or can't help you out yeah. with, but we're always going to do our best. And we're all really nice, I promise. See, I broke my rule. My rule is always ask, no matter what, just ask. And I didn't ask you guys. So it's now I have to hang my head in shame. Uh, <laughs> so Now, the feature deals are cool, and those are powerful tools. Uh, but they're, it's hardly the only marketing tool you guys have uh, in your toolbox for authors. So uh, what are some of the other things that uh, part the part, we're, we're considered partners? When we, or how do we? Yeah, yeah, no, partners, because that sums up yeah. authors, publishers, publicists. We work with a whole lot of different people, so yeah. You know, I can almost hear the conversations about what to call that group. I can hear it. After working at draft to digital for the past like four years, I know mm -hmm. exactly what that conversation was. Because we still go back and forth on what to call our, our, our I guess, our customer base. So, mm -hmm. um, so what, uh, what are some of the other things that you guys offer partners? 
Yeah, I think one of the other fantastic tools that we have is the BookBub Ads platform. So that's a uh, display ad platform, auction-based, similar to uh, Facebook ads, AMS ads, Google AdWords, if you're familiar with any of those platforms. Um, and that one's fantastic because the feature deals are obviously highly competitive and selected and the ads platform is available for anyone to use at any time for any of their books. So it's extremely flexible. It's got a ton of fantastic customizable targeting options. So you can um, limit your audience based not only on the genres that our readers sign up for, but also their author interests. Mm -hmm. You could say that you only want to reach readers who are a fan of your books. Um, and that would include your followers. That would include readers who have clicked on your books on our website. Um, and we have a couple other signals that we use for how readers have interacted with an author to add them to that targetable ad audience. But that's an incredible way to get um, a really narrow audience of readers that are highly likely to be interested in a particular book. And um, we offer a lot more authors available to target than a platform like Facebook, which is limited only to people with a large enough following. We include right. any author in our system that has a following. Um, you can find them in there and, and target them. Uh, and the budget for those ads is entirely up to the advertiser. So you, right. there's a couple different ways that you can set how much you want to spend and at what rate. But it's a fantastic option for anyone, um, regardless of your marketing budget, to try to get a couple more readers' eyes on your books. And you know that anytime that ad shows up, it's going to be in front of a BookBub reader who has either opened an email from us or visited our website. So you know that they're there browsing books, looking for books. Um, so it's a great way to get your book in front of them. Yeah. So what, what are some best practices for targeting um, authors on, the, on that platform? Yeah, that's a really good question um, and probably one of the most important questions in terms of how to get those ads to work for you. Yeah. Um, so you can blow yeah. a lot of money really fast. I'm just going to put you that can. out there for you people listening. If, if yeah, you don't, also if number you... one tip not from targeting is always start with low budget. Start with yeah. $10, start with $20. And if you're happy with the results, then you can add more. But definitely start small, make sure it's working for you. Yeah. Um, in terms of targeting tips, I think choosing similar authors is definitely the best way to go. Um, I think it can be really tempting to come in and pick an entire category, a whole genre of readers, because you're going to reach a really big audience. But um, consistently, we always see that ads targeting by author interest get higher click-through rates than ads targeting by categories. Right. Um, and in terms of how to pick authors, uh, the one thing I always hear advertisers say is they're surprised by who works. Um, so yeah. start with your also bots on retailers is a really good place to get some initial oh, ideas. Idea. Yeah. Um, maybe dig into the also bots of your also bots to go down a level. Um, keep an eye out for authors that we're featuring in your book's genre on BookBub because that's someone who's likely to have an audience because they'll have readers who clicked on those deals. Uh, those are a few of the methods I've heard that advertisers use to identify people to try targeting. And then yeah. the best way to figure out actually what works is to run some tests. So again, $10, target one author, see how the click-through rate works, see what the costs are. Um, if you're happy with it, you know, great, add some more budget to that ad. And if not, swap out the author target, try someone new. Always play around and see what's going to actually deliver the results for you rather than making assumptions, you know, tossing in. Yeah. Uh, a whole category or a really big author name and then spending a ton of money and, and not getting the results that you were looking for. Right. The, the, the initial instinct is always to target, you know, Dan Brown and, you know, Stephen King and the big mm -hmm. names, but that's not always the best option for getting eyeballs on your, on your ad. So definitely. Yeah. There, well, it is there, a good option for getting eyeballs, but not always going to be a good option for getting clicks. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there are, there are so many ways to approach this. I mean, um, 
I can think of three people right off the top of my head, uh, and I'm going to name names. Uh, Ernest Dempsey, David Gochran, and Nick Thacker. All three have completely different methods for, maybe not mm-hmm. completely different, but different enough uh, methods for uh, utilizing that system, and they all work for that author. But they don't necessarily work they won't necessarily work for me or some other author. <laughs> so you have to fine tune based on uh, what your goals are. Yeah. And we have a lot of tips on our blog. Um, so that's insights.bookbub.com is the URL for that. Um, we do tips just from data that we've seen. We'll do case studies of other authors who are willing to share data about their campaigns, which I think is one of the most fantastic ways to get a sense for what's working for other advertisers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we put out a bunch of resources and then, yeah, a lot of authors have been really generous too with their own ad strategies and what's worked. Um, so definitely a lot of ways to go about it, a lot of different ways to approach the platform. So it's, it's definitely a matter of figuring out what's going to work best for you and for your books. Now, do you guys have, I don't recall, and you can, if you don't have this, consider it a feature request. Do you have a way to build, uh, to use the ads to build your following on BookBub? Uh, you can do that. Yeah. Okay. I've only seen a very small handful of people try it, but what you would want to do is, um, link back to your profile on BookBub. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause you can put in any, pretty much you any link you want. Link, yeah. yeah. Mm. Technically, technically it's supposed to be the ads are promoting books, but if you're trying to promote people to go back to your own profile on BookBub, we're usually going to let that go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about like a book page or something, uh, somewhere like yeah. you could do that. Okay. Yeah. Like on your, on your author website, you could, you could still use that link. Yeah, absolutely. You could send people okay. to your author website. And of course Apple you can website. send people to books to read.com. If you, you could, want. I see a lot of ads doing that. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing to be mindful of in terms of the click through links is that we don't let you direct a link to, or direct an ad somewhere where you're going to be collecting um, email addresses from mm-hmm. our users. Mm-hmm. But if it's an, a page on an author website and you've got that email collection sort of low priority on the bottom of the page, that's going to be fine. Right. Um, right. As long okay. as it's not sort of the main call to action once a reader clicks through on that ad. It's a right. policy to be aware okay. of. Yeah. That is a, that's good to be aware of. Um, yeah. So, cause I, I'm a big fan of platform building and I consider the following of BookBub as part of your platform. And anytime you can grow that, that's a good strategy in my mm-hmm. opinion. So uh, yeah, that's good to know. Good. Um, I'm, 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 hopefully, uh, I'm going to try that out and I'm going to let people know how that goes. Let so, me know how it works for you. Yeah. 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 Because my theory is if I can grow that platform big enough, then I can target myself on ads mm-hmm. more often and it costs me theoretically less money. Who knows? Yeah. Could start well, costing me a, a fortune. Benefits to, <laughs> 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 I mean, if you tell your whole podcast audience that you're growing your audience to target with ads, maybe they'll uh, steal them. But. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. growing the following will also uh, email all of your followers for free every time you release a new book. So that's just a free way to let uh, another audience of readers know every time you have a release. Yeah. And then a um, couple other things to do. So if you run a featured deal, we'll, in addition to sending it out to everyone in the genre, we'll actually also email your followers in case any of them aren't following that genre to let them know that you have a deal. So okay. a few benefits to having that big audience. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, sounds like a, that sounds like a pretty good strategy, actually. So what about, uh, I mean, do you guys ever do anything to promote um, followers for authors on, those, on your platform? Do you ever 
push something? Yeah, we're trying out um, some exciting stuff. Actually, we have a reader facing blog. So if you're on bookbub.com, um, we've got blog articles with lots of different lists uh, of books, yeah. um, sometimes a deep dive or an interview with an author. So we're starting to play around a little bit more with that space to see um, how we can get even more attention to the authors that want to work with us mm-hmm. um, and even more interaction from readers using the platform. So um, well, feel free to interview me anytime and- for that, by the way. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. Give me. Yeah, a, I'll let her. I'm not on that team, but I'll let them. I'll let them know. They, let them know. I've let got a very know. excited volunteer. <laughs> I would love to do that. Um, yeah, that's that's very cool. Okay, so so we've, we've covered featured deals, which I think is probably going to be the thing most people are get most mm-hmm. the most worked up over. I don't want people to overlook your ad platform though, because I actually, after using it in comparison with Facebook and uh, Google ads and Amazon ads, I feel like I get the most traction from BookBub ads. Mm-hmm. So I it's think, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it, it's a lot less, it's a lot more set it and forget it actually um, for me. Like I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it as much. And I know that it's targeted. Uh, the only thing that I'm not, I'm sort of underutilizing right now is a, is uh I'm only promoting my thrillers. So I start, I start mm-hmm. branching out and promoting some of the other genres. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, Cause I don't want to confuse people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so what are you, in terms of like you, cause I know you've talked to some of the, some of the guys I mentioned and some other folks who are uh, using mm-hmm. these platforms. I mean, in terms of uh, sort of success stories, what do you, you know, can you share anything you've learned? You don't have to share specific details if you, if you're not allowed to or whatever, but like, are you seeing strategies out there from some of these folks that uh, might be something we can pass on to people? Yeah. I think one of the best strategies um, that I've seen is thinking about the ad as sort of the first step in a longer process of getting new readers. So what we see a lot of people doing is promoting the first book in a series or another book that they think is going to leave readers on to purchase more books by that author. Um, Obviously, a lot of readers come to BookBub because of the deals, but a lot of them are using deals as a way to discover new authors. It's much yeah. easier to take a chance on someone new for, you know, free, of course, 99 cents, yeah. and to pay full price for a book if you're not sure you're going to like that author. But what we find is once readers do get that first book, that they'll buy a bunch of authors' books at full price. So mm. um, if you have a first book in a series and you're willing to put it down to free or 99 cents, um, free ads the so not just the feature deals but the book ads get tons and tons of clicks i've seen some completely ridiculous click-through rates for free books and um, 99 cents 199 299 those low prices are um, really effective at capturing readers attention so as a way to bring new readers to your author brand starting with a book that you think is going to be really appealing um, putting that low price in the ad and then uh, making sure that once they buy book one they're going to go on to book two book three etc um, and remembering that the profit that you make off of one reader who bought book one, who then buys the rest of the books in the series, changes the uh, economics of that original ad for book one. Yeah. So thinking of it a little bit more holistically than just a single book. Um, so that's one strategy I see working really well. And then for new releases um, is kind of the other main way that I see authors uh, promoting their books through the book of ads platform. Um, and in that case, it's usually much more about in a limited time, investing a lot, making sure that a lot of readers see um, see that book cover, see the new book, see that it's new, um, both to go back to your existing fans and then again to try to capture new readers who maybe haven't um, heard of your books before. Yeah. So uh, you brought up prices. 
And that there's two questions I have related to that. I think the first one I'm going to ask though is, um, is there a, is there a sort of golden zone price that we, that authors should aim for? That's really hard to answer because, um, Everyone's it probably doing varies different. by genre, right? <laughs> varies by genre. Yeah. Um, I mean, we see people also promoting full price books with yeah. that platform and still getting clicks and, and driving yeah. sales from that. And in that case, you can afford to pay a little bit more per click or per impression if you know you're making more money off of each sale. Um, but the, the way that you would set up the campaign would be completely different for a book that's priced somewhere between free and $3.99 and something that was priced higher than that. Yeah. Um, so just keeping in mind that the price of your book actually is a huge factor in how you would set up your campaign and you might make different choices. And the other question, I, the related question is, um, there is an idea out there that when you are attracting people based on price, you're basically programming that readership to come, come to you for cheap books. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you see anything, you know, any danger in that or is there any way to mitigate that through through the uh, system because you're yeah you said that you know a lot of them are buying through at full price and i think i agree with that but i i do know that there are some folks who kind of complain that they're only getting readers who are looking for bargain books mm -hmm. yeah stand that fear but we have definitely found that that's not the case um so we're i mean we're selling tons of full price books to bookbub members through the weekly featured new release which highlights new releases by genre um through the new release alerts and pre-order alerts to an author's individual fan base those are driving tons of full price sales um the ads platform is getting some of them and then we continue to hear from authors who run featured deals that they see an increase in sales across their entire catalog after that deal of readers who started with the discount and then went on to purchase uh, their other books at higher prices so um you know, there's always going to be, I think, a subset of, of readers who are really just interested in that low price. But we do see that a lot of our reader base is interested in um, just getting the books that, that they're excited about and that they love. And they don't really care about the, the price yeah. for that. As long as they know that it's an author that they love, they're going to be willing to invest yeah. and pay more for those books. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm looking for readers looking for authors. That's what mm -hmm. I really want. You know, readers looking for cheap books, I'm fine with too, but I want a reader looking for me. So, yeah. Um, I want to get to this and I meant to get to it a little earlier, but we've still got some time. Uh, okay. I want to talk about your new audiobook retailer, which is Chirp. Yes. Yeah. Uh, tell me all about Chirp. I'm yeah, really excited uh, about it. We are too. It's, it's <laughs> exciting. It's very new for us. So yeah, so we are now um, powering a retailer that sells a la carte audiobooks. So there's no subscription for members. Um, but it's very similar to the feature deals. We send out emails to members uh, with discounted audiobooks in the genres that they have signed up for. Biggest difference is instead of sending you to other retailers like we do for BookBub on Chirp, you purchase the books directly from Chirp. And we've got um, a mobile app on uh, iOS and Android that you can download to listen to your books on the go. We've got a web player on the website, so a few different ways to listen. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a really exciting addition we think to the audiobook world um mm -hmm. our book club members have been asking us for years when we were going to offer audiobooks and deals on audiobooks um it's something that they've we've always known they were interested in so we were really excited to have the opportunity to get to offer that both to our uh, book club members who wanted to get more audiobooks and then to authors uh, and publishers to give them a way to start promoting their audiobooks um, in a way that really hasn't been available before uh, to have that deals model and that deals focus on the audiobooks. So we're really excited about it. Yeah, it sounds very cool. I, I'm, I was very pleased to hear when you guys announced it. And, and you can go direct 
or you can also go in through Findaway Voices, right? You actually have to go through Findaway Voices. You do Voices. have to go Findaway, yes. okay. Yeah, so okay. Findaway Voices is the sole distributor to Chirp right now. That's fine. That means people can get there through D2D vicariously. So there you go. Yeah. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. And you can't go wrong partnering with Findaway. I've discovered. <laughs> yeah, we, we found the same thing. They're a great team. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Um, and are you guys looking, are you going to expand on that in, over the next uh, couple of years? You, you got any plans for it? Yeah, so we actually just opened up submissions for those Chirp deals. Um, so again, similar to feature deals, you can actually go right through your BookBub dashboard. You're going to be working with the same team here at BookBub. Mm -hmm. um, on the author side, you know, Chirp will look different to readers, of course, and it's a, a whole separate retailer, but um, we're keeping everything with BookBub for, for the authors. So um, if you go back to your partner dashboard now, you'll see that there is a section for Chirp audiobook deals. And it'll give you some information about how that works. And there's a submission form. So you can submit your audiobook deals to our editorial team. Um, we've got some dedicated editors now that are working just on those Chirp deals. And um, we make it super easy for you. If your book is selected, we actually will coordinate that discount with Findaway. So there's nothing that you have to do to discount, um, which hopefully takes away some of the stress that we know yeah. authors have experienced with featured deals coordinating across retailers. Um, so that's a fantastic way if you want to get that, um, your audiobook titles featured in the Daily Chirp emails. Um, that submission form is now open to everyone. Excellent. All right. That's good. That's yeah. very cool. Uh, I like when things are made easy. Yeah. And then the that's one other favorite. thing actually that we have in the works is, um, and this is still in beta, so not yet widely available, but we are adding uh, audiobook targeting to the BookBub ads platform. Mm. So um, coming soon, you'll be able to target Chirp members and get your ads to appear in those Chirp emails. And yeah. we're also collecting um, audiobook retailer preferences from our BookBub members. So you okay. could also run an ad campaign and say, I want this to reach people who are BookBub members who also use Audible to purchase their audiobooks. Okay. Use Apple okay. to purchase their audiobooks. I was going to ask yeah. if that was if that was part of the whole deal right now. but So it's not yeah. there yet. It's in beta. It's coming soon, yes. Yeah. Um, but if anyone is interested in getting access to that beta, we're still definitely uh, working out a few kinks. But if you email us, again, partners at bookbub.com, we would be happy to see if we can get you um, early access to that. So definitely let us know if anyone wants to try that out. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's going to be big, I think. Um, people uh, already love BookBub for promoting their ebooks. So uh, I'm sure there's been lots of people clamoring for audiobook promotion too already. Yeah. So yeah. There aren't a lot of promotion tools out there. So there's um, not. No. Yeah. We've been excited <laughs> to see with the ads that uh getting those to chart members and yeah to members on BookBub that we're able to drive audiobook sales through that. So is there any uh anything in there for sort of bundling audio and ebook or is that um not not on the table right now? Uh, when, when you say bundling, what do you mean? So if I buy the audio book, could I get a discount on the ebook or something or some or similar or vice versa? Yeah, good question. Uh, not on the horizon. So we, I mean, we're still directing BookBub members to purchase the books from other places. So we don't have right. control ourselves over the prices of the ebooks. Um, we have seen some authors try to coordinate if they're running a feature deal on an ebook, they'll also try to get the deal on the Chirp audiobook at the same time, just to mm -hmm. make sure that that deal price is available uh, across different formats. Right. But because we don't have control over the, the ebook prices, that's not something that mm. I think we'll be able to do. I have some thoughts on this. Okay. <laughs> I'll cover them later. <laughs> <laughs> Off air when they can benefit me more. Um, okay. Man, that is fantastic. I think, uh, there's so much, I th I feel like, cause every time you and I run into each other at a conference, I, 
You know, I feel like there's a thousand things we could talk about. Mm-hmm. And I know that this audience would love all of it. Um, so we'll just have to get you back on the show at some point. Um, yeah, talk sounds about good. More stuff. So is there anything you want to throw in uh, before we wrap things up? Uh, you want to tell people where they can find all this stuff? Yeah, so I mentioned this a couple times, but I I really mean it. Please email us with any questions. We are so happy to uh, help you figure out how to use all of our tools, when to use, which ones. Um, If you have any questions about um, how to get your BookBub ads campaigns working, so partners at bookbub.com is that email address um, to reach a member of our team. And then again, our blog, insights.bookbub.com, has tons of information on um, both tips on how to use our tools and then marketing tips in general from um, from other authors and other members of the publishing industry. Uh, so that's a really fantastic resource if you want to learn more about uh, what BookBub does and how we work. Excellent. And, and I can't imagine that anyone listening to this show doesn't know what BookBub is and doesn't know how it works. But you'd be surprised. There's always that one or two those one or two people floating around always. Uh, okay, excellent. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for coming on. I really appreciate you. It's been, you know, I know you're busy. Uh, you got all those partner emails to answer. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it was helpful for everyone. I, th- I bet it will be. Uh, and we're going to send everybody over to you as, as quick as we can. So uh, that I think is going to wrap us up everybody. Uh, thank you again, uh, Carlin, for uh, being on the show. And uh, right now you're probably hearing the groovy bridge music. You may dance and place it. Well, if you stick around, I'll give you some words of wisdom on the other side and we'll see you there. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Carlin Robertson from BookBub. Uh, we, uh, I love BookBub, actually. And I love the way they're uh, kind of developing this, this promotional platform that authors can, can access. The feature deal is always the big thing. That's, a, that's what everybody always talks about. It's what everybody's always interested in. But the, uh, the fact that you can now do these ads and uh, run an entire ad campaigns, and there are a lot fewer limitations on it than I ever imagined. Uh, you can do quite a bit with it. So being able to to send people to your own page, I mean, heck, that's amazing right there. <laughs> you could run a sale without ever actually having to uh, price your books down, frankly, uh, anywhere uh, but your website. So that's pretty cool. Um, so that's that's been an, uh, that was an amazing interview, and um, we're glad we got that one. Uh, I got a whole bunch more lined up in the near future, but. Uh, these are, these are, uh, uh, it's going to get interesting <laughs> as things go by. So I'm hoping to get back on track with a, another, with the weekly show again. I think, I think we can handle that. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, uh, make sure you do a few things. So go and subscribe or, uh, actually, uh, rate and like this show, wherever you're listening to your podcast, make sure you're following it, subscribe to the show. Uh, make sure you pop over. I know I have a, a, a YouTube channel for the Wordslinger podcast, but to be frank, I'm kind of thinking that's not really uh, reaching an audience. So uh, you let me know if you think that's something you uh, you want to see continued, and I can work out how to best do that. But in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to me on YouTube, uh, Kevin Tomlinson. That's the username, account name. Uh, just pop on over to YouTube and search for that, and I believe it is youtube.com slash c slash Kevin Tomlinson. Is it slash C or slash U? Try try both. <laughs> Just search my name. You'll find me. Uh, look for my official channel there. Um, 
And uh, be sure you're checking out all the stuff that I'm into. Man, if you go to kevintumlinson.com, my little menu of options up top is getting bigger and bigger with all the new things I do. So go check that out and uh, you know check out the, uh, the new stuff I've built. Um, author email is up there, Indie Author Blueprint. We're developing a lot of this stuff. So... And you can also find Drafts Digital there. You can find the Wordslinger podcast there. You can find uh, basically everything I'm into, <laughs> with very few exceptions. Uh, but uh, beyond that, I'm so glad you tuned in with me uh, this week. Thank you so much for being a, uh, a listener and supporter of the show. Uh, we're going to get through all this stuff together. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what happens on the other side. I'm very hopeful, by the way. I feel like we're... I think we are on the verge of a uh, a new renaissance, a brand new renaissance. So um, it's where I it, you know it's I think it's all going to be astoundingly worth the trouble when we're on the other side. So that's what I'm holding on to. You can let me know what you think. Um, you can follow me by the way on Twitter at Kevin Tomlinson. Uh, find me on Facebook. Uh, there are various ways to follow me on Facebook. If you go. Search for Kevin Thompson. You can find my personal page, my uh, author page. You can find the Wordslinger podcast there, along with uh, several other things that I'm doing. And uh, don't forget to check out Draft to Digital and everything we're doing there. We're, we're going to be announcing some pretty cool stuff over the next year. Uh, despite everything that's going on, hold on. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Clear my throat in your ear. Despite everything that's going on in the world, uh, ebooks are doing really well. Um, so I. I'm pretty encouraged by this. <laughs> we're gonna see we're gonna see how things shift and change. So that's it. God bless you. Take care. Stay happy and healthy and safe. And I will see you all next time.